ski ballet. Is that a thing? Ghana goes to the Winter Olympics. How to stay warm. This is episode two for Travel Junkies, a podcast for travel enthusiasts. My name is Carmen. And I'm Heidi. And we like to travel. Ready? Ready. Feel the rhythm. Feel the rhyme. Get on up. It's pamphlet time. Cool running. All right. So we've been covering some of the Olympics because we're so excited that they're coming up. And Ghana has their first skeleton athlete, Akwazi Frimpong. I think that's how you say his name. So that is head first, everyone. Head first. That's pretty cool. We just talked about for the past five minutes and (laughs) I was having it all wrong. It's not Luge. He's doing head first, which is on this little sled and Luge is feet first. So let's get this straight. Your chin is three inches from the ice and you have no brakes. Like none of these. Bobsledding has some brakes, some braking mechanisms, but you can't get to a full stop. So let's talk about this, like this skeleton. How do you... Well, the thing is, it's like taking your matches, right? And going down a series of steps. Did you do that as a kid, Heidi? I did, but not at 80 miles an hour. (laughs) You know, we were never allowed to do head first, which I always wanted to do. But man, I I could be a skeleton athlete. I am a skeleton inside. (laughs) Olympic.org has a great, great article about him. He is from Ghana. He grew up in the Netherlands. His mother took him there and he was a great athlete. Just so that you know, a lot of these athletes are actually runners at first. And then an injury happens and then you get to slide on your tummy or your back. (laughs) But it takes a great skill. It's like seconds that people are off and that's what qualifies you. It's pretty nuts. Yeah, he was actually recruited to run track and field by a previous Olympic athlete. Which is pretty crazy. And apparently, apparently, they're great athletes for like summer Olympics, but they can't quite make it or they have an injury like I mentioned before, or they just all of a sudden are like, I would like to compete year round. So then they start looking at the Winter Olympics and seeing what's available. And then, of course, the Netherlands has a great team. And then Ghana, you can always represent your birth country. And so that's why he's representing his country. In the article, of course, he said, well, the Jamaican team in Cool Runnings can do a bobsled, so can a Ghana athlete. A lot of these sports that go downhill where like you think there's not lots of skill involved, it is a lot of skill. And you can be pretty old as an athlete. So if you're doing something like cross country or something, and then you're like, oh, I want to do a winter sport. There's plenty of sports out there that you can be a part of as an older sport person. So maybe I should try out Heidi. I'm not, I don't have the legs. Maybe you should. But, you know, he even said that it was really scary the first time he did it. He said it's basically like going through a cannon on a motorcycle with no speed limit. It's pretty insane, I must say. I I did bobsledding. If you ever go to Latvia, you can go on one of the courses, the Olympic courses that the Russians use, Eastern European teams use. And I'm glad that I ended alive because it was pretty intense. I don't know how many G's we had. I felt like my spine compressed completely. But what's crazy is like after that, you want to do it again. Like it's nothing that I've ever done before. And none of the roller coasters I've been on since then can compare to that bobsledding experience. So do dumb. You better do it. All right. So we'll segue into Russia. 
What's up with Russia? Yeah, have you heard about all this stuff going on with Russia and the Olympics? Oh, the dopes. Too much dopey, man. I mean, if you lived overseas, which we have, and then I also grew up in South America, there is a saving face type part of culture yeah. or you may think that you have to uphold certain things so that you look more powerful or more put together I guess and here in the United States who cares you get to a point where you don't care anymore <laughs> but um you want to be the best of everything so if you fail just one bit it's like a huge disgrace for your family or for the nation Russia wants to be the best at everything obviously and they're always competing with us I mean, I think in the when it comes to the Olympics, every country wants to be the best. You know, every every person's going out there and they're going to work their hardest to to represent their country. The issue with this is that the country was behind the issue. It's like they knew it was going on. They were allowing it. They were encouraging it. But I don't know, Carmen, do you think the punishment was too harsh to ban all of them, to ban the flag? You know, Heidi, this may sound harsh, but I do agree with the ban. There's a great documentary out. It's called Icarus on Netflix. You should check it out. I'm not going to give it away, but briefly saying you can see what this man came to the United States, was part of a program for the doping program that happened in the other Winter Olympics that happened in Russia. And apparently they changed urine samples and made it work where all these Russian athletes looked as if they were completely fine and yet they were going through serious doping but it's not just them it's the coaches it's other people involved more people that are in higher up that are pushing these through I mean the scientist guy he just wanted to do it because he was a scientist and he was great with his job and then of course gets wrapped up in legal work and then government stuff well, and you know, it's not going to affect all Russian players. They have allowed that Russian athletes who can pass the drug test will be allowed to compete. However, they're going to have to compete as an independent athlete with no flag. Which is heartbreaking. It is. You know, if sometimes we have Americans that don't sing their national anthem when it gets played. But I think in the end, every, hopefully every American too and other people in other countries really appreciate when their national anthem gets played. And so sadly that it looks like that's the verdict right now. Who knows that might change. Yeah. They do say they may lift the ban in order for the closing ceremony, the flag to be flown, but you've got these two competing sides where it's like, not only is the country being represented, but the at the individual athlete as well, their career is based upon this. I mean, it would be very interesting to see how the athletes who did not take the drugs feel about it. I would feel kind of cheated. Yeah. I think we may need to read about it a little bit more and see like what is going on. But it's really interesting that you do want to be a part of your country, but then also the Olympic Committee is trying to show that if you don't abide by the rules or the agreement that all these countries are doing, then they can't be a part of this big event worldwide. So it's sad. It's I think it's very sad. I mean, sometimes you have to take harsh, harsh measures, I think. So we shall see. And rumor has it that the neutral ice hockey jerseys for Russia have been leaked online. It's coming up with a... Whoa. Yeah, for those ice hockey players who 
do not fall under this ban. They've released yeah. a neutral Olympic. It's like white and red with just Olympic athlete from, and then it has a picture. Interesting. Of an ice hockey person. What are some Olympic sports that you would want to bring back? We've talked about the most dangerous or hardest, should I say? Yes. But what about those old school Olympic sports that we don't get to see anymore? I did some research or Ranker did the research for me. <laughs> they looked at some top eight and I've seen this on other websites too, but these are some sports that I actually have never heard about. Eight. Is military patrol. So that was introduced several times, 1920s and 1940s. And finally, they just said, no, we're not going to do it. But basically, it's four-person military units where you are involved in cross-country skiing, ski mountaineering, and rifle shooting. So it's very military-based. Uh, it seems like the exercises that is. And their uniforms are actually like military uniforms. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine skiing? It's actually quite funny. In a, on a mountain in a military uniform? Uh, man, I'm pretty sure if they still had this today, they would be all in spandex, but like painted on, you know, like, I don't know if you remember those uh, snowboarding uniforms that they had. I think it was last Winter Olympics or the one in Vancouver where it was... They looked like jeans, but they were actually snowboarding pants. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I think so. Or did you not watch the Olympics? Heidi, you know, uh. I was so intense with the Winter Olympics in college. Literally, I begged my parents to buy a nice flat screen TV so I could take their tube TV, you know, um, TVs. You used to act be as like tubes. I didn't know you in college. Newsflash people. I know. But We've do you known remember each other I, since college. <laughs> I know, we have. But do you remember I took that tube TV and put that you did. in it, my dorm in college, you almost, in the common areas, and then I ran a cable from my supervisors all the way across the floor <laughs> to that room so we could watch the Winter Olympics. I was intense, man. Yes. I was going to say you almost skipped classes for that. I, I did, actually. I tried to like make sure that I was totally available to watch these things this is before things called apps where you could watch things seven i stock sport do you know anything about this heidi i don't but i th i think it's very similar to curling of some sort yes i stock schießen it, it's german obviously and austrian it's kind of like ice bowling you kind of like toss the stuff like curling. So I guess they were like, hey, this is too similar. Yeah. And they say it's only fun if there's beer involved. I think that's against Olympic rules. Six. Is my personal favorite that I would love to see come back is ski ballet. I'm not even sure how they would do this, but it seems like it would be very entertaining to me. We attached the the link below. It is the most amusing thing I've ever seen in a very long time. It's really funny. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and it was featured in the 1988 Olympics. And then again in 1992. I'm just, I, I mean, you can freestyle ski slash ballet. It just seems like it would be a lot of fun. 
I would totally go to an event that they did ski ballet. And, you know, I think you have to be very talented. I will buy tickets. To do ballet on skis. Sign me up. I mean, ballet alone is a hard thing to do, especially if you're not coordinated. But then add two skis on your feet. You can't do pirouettes. So it's more like, I guess, the positioning of your body in ballet form. Like you have to have open quasi or whatever i can't remember ballet terms but yeah it's check it out it's hilarious five disabled skiing they basically concluded in 92 that it's redundant because you have the paralympics so just just do one event well well, let's just talk about this just do one um, event. it was a it was primarily for amputees and visually impaired yeah but then you have the Paralympics. or Yeah, you have the Paralympics. But why would you ever call it disabled skiing? Like, who came up with that name? That is so disabling. Uh, that is not nice. So I guess it was caused by World War II or the World Wars for amputees, I guess. I don't know. I think that was the main thing. Four. Is also something that I would think would be really entertaining just because if you've ever watched synchronized swimming, that takes a lot of skill. Put your body underwater and synchronize with other people. That's just difficult. But number four is synchronized skating. Carmen, don't you think it would be hard to get like 10 people on skates doing the same thing with the same jumps at the same time? Well, that's that's what I'm worried about. Like, if you've ever seen Blades of Glory with Will Ferrell, all I can think of is that Iron Lotus where, like, the head gets chopped off. Like, this would not be a safe thing to do. Like, water, sure, you bump the other person, we get bruises and scratches. But this is, the we're talking about blades. Sharp objects. Yeah, like, if one person was off, they could slice someone out. I, you know, I'm not comfortable. I mean, I'm okay with, right, two people dancing but when you have like 10 15 we have it in the show notes uh the synchronized swimming uh sorry skating oh my gosh ah! i would love to see this if this was a halftime show or something for hockey games they might actually have something like that just not called synchronized skating i mean you got disney on ice so, i mean there there you go disney on ice that's true and they're in costume <laughs> yeah Three. Speed skiing, where you just speed down a hill in a straight line as fast as possible. That's ridiculous. And yeah, it is a bit terrifying because it says the world record holder for this sport clocked in at 156 miles per hour, which is faster than a skydiver falls. And it's almost like, how do you stop? Because... You'd run out of slope to slow down on. Like, how do you go from 156 miles per hour and slow yourself down? Once you've picked up that much speed. Okay, so last week we talked about the speed rail, right? The KTX speed, high speed rail in South Korea. Yes. That goes 190 miles per hour, right? And then this go this particular person, uh, Simone Oregon, or Oregon, did 156 granted it's 40 40 miles per hour more but that is that is pretty crazy 
How bad does your face hurt from that wind burn? <laughs> Two. Bandy. Bondi. Please correct me if I'm wrong. Basically, it's taking a field hockey and putting it on ice. So big field, the same, almost very similar to a field hockey. You have a ball instead of a puck. And the goals are huge. And also the goalies don't have sticks. They're very tiny, these uh, athletes. They're very tiny compared to regular hockey players. There's something about them that they're, I feel like they're more athletic, Heidi. They're more (laughs) athletic. But I mean, it was featured in 1952. But it's kind of sad because only three teams played. Norway, Finland, and Sweden. You basically have your gold, silver, and bronze right there. One. Skik joring. Skik joring. It looks fascinating. Ski driving. (laughs) Yeah, but you're being pulled on cross-country skis by a horse, a vehicle, or dogs. It's like a dog sled in Alaska, except you're horseback and skis. But at the same time, you're going to go a lot faster. <laughs> yeah, but what what's that water sport? Skiing. Wakeboarding. Wakeboarding, okay. It's kind of like that thing is water, okay, fine, that can hit you without a problem. But they have like these coverings between the horse's hind legs and you where you have hold the reins, right? And it's so that the snow doesn't hit your face. That's the scary part. It's not not how how fast you are going, but how your face will be chipped away by the snow by the end of it. Like, it does not sound appealing to me. But as I watch this video, it's very entertaining. I think it would be very difficult, though, because you just have to stay in sync with that horse. You know, if that horse slows down, you've got to slow down and you're trusting it. Oh, yeah, definitely. Now, now it just goes straight, right? Or does it go around the track? No, it goes around. But you don't jump or anything? It's basically like, uh, no, I don't believe you jump. Cool. But I find one common, common link between all of these, Carmen. Yeah, what is it? And do you know what that is? Speed. It's all about speed. Like every single winter sport or these eight No, these eight that we just discussed, it's like everything is saying, oh, yeah, it's really, really fast. People are going extremely too fast. And that may be why it's ruled as dangerous. But the the ice stock stock sport, that one isn't fast. That's true. Well, yeah. I guess the ones that are five and above. Yeah. Five and above. But that ski ballet, I mean, that is my most favorite. Do the ski ballet. How to keep your toes from freezing. How, Heidi? Tell me. What do Koreans do? So we talked a lot about Winter Olympics in this episode. And I can't help but think, you know, if you're going to the Winter Olympics. Yeah. It's going to be cold. Um, And there's a few things you need to know about Korea in February. Is that it gets cold. Really cold. Carmen, how low do you think it got? Uh, okay, so they go on the Celsius, which most of the world goes by Celsius, right? Temperatures. Did we go may? Did we go to negative ten one time? It, it it was ridiculous. Well, I'll tell you. It 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 was pretty bad. Oh yeah, 
negative 10 Celsius. It was outrageously cold. And so here's a few things that you're going to need for your trip to Korea Winter Olympics. You're going to need a parka. A parka is a must. If you don't have a parka, you're not going to make it. Your kneecaps are going to freeze. Your legs are going to freeze. Your whole body is going to freeze. You need a parka. And the kind that you get at North Face, like literally the ones that you go to Mount Everest. Mount Everest. Think Mount Everest. Yeah, like <laughs> like an actual winter Mount Everest parka <laughs> with a hood. I've never seen so many oversized parkas, Heidi, in my life in the metro. They have a subway system there, by the way. And literally this tiny little girl looked like took up two seats with her red, huge North Face parka. It was. Yeah. Well, and then they blast the heat on the subway. So you're burning up, but you can't get out of your parka fast enough before you start sweating. And then you walk back outside and then your sweat freezes. And then it increases again because you go to your house or your apartment and it all has heated floors. Which are the best, by the way. So number one was is a legit parka. And then number two, don't look at all the Korean ladies running around in their high heel boots on a six inch sheet of ice. No, you need to get you some Ugg boots. They're ugly. They're ugly. We don't like them. But go with the sheepskin on the inside and your toes will be toasty warm and you won't fall or slip or break a bone on the six inches deep of ice that you walk on for the entire month of February. I mean, Carmen, do you remember? We walked to work on a sheet of ice for like three months. Oh, it was it was ridiculous. They, they never cleared the sidewalk. It was like, and then these Korean women would get out in these eight inch stiletto boots and run to the bus. I just don't know how they do it. It truly is a talent. And it should probably be an Olympic sport. I have another clothing item to add. Okay. Number three. What is it, Carmen? Heat tech. Yes. It's real. Yes. You go to Uniqlo. Exactly. And get you some heat tech. It's like $10, but it will keep all of your body heat in. It's like a sophisticated it's basically like long john. But yeah. Long john, yeah. But um chic. Exactly. You have long pajama type things too. So pajama type heat tech and then you also have the long sleeve shirts that you can put underneath things or leggings. In fact, I still use mine here in the US. I do too. I mean, not that it gets that cold anymore. <laughs> but seriously, uniqlo.com. Yes. And then the fourth thing that you need to get is a jumbo oversized scarf. I'm talking about the kind of scarf that you wrap around your entire head three or four times and you tuck into your shirt and the only thing left that you can see is your eyeballs. That's the kind of scarf you need. They sell them at the street market for like $15 or less. But it will be a lifesaver when that cold wind blows and everything is covered. And your neck is covered. And it'll also keep all of the other people's germs out of your face. I have a number five. Heat packs. Is that what they're called? Yes. Heat packs. That was going to be my last one. So number five will end on five. Heat packs. They're like 
heated packs you can stick in your pockets or in your shoes and keep your hands warm. But the cool thing is, is now they make reusable ones that you can pop in the microwave. And they're like cute little creatures and you pop it in the microwave and then you can stick it in your pocket and it's warm and you can reuse it over and over again. And there's some that are like chemically, like you break them and then the chemical, I don't know what, maybe cancerous or something, it becomes heat. And Well, if it keeps me warm. You better do them. Those are the five essential items that you need to stay warm while you go to the Olympics in Korea. Mine too. Well, that wraps up episode two. If you have any comments or questions, leave it in the show notes and you can check us out at nextstopchannel.com for more info. Some people say, you know, them can't believe Jamaica, we have a bobsled team. We have yes. this Wanderers. <laughs> and no one junior. You'll Sanka. The fastest of the fastest of Jamaican sprinters. Go to Olympics, fight for Jamaica. Jamaica.